Hi, everyone. This is Mike Rickheim. Thanks for joining us for another Getting to Know podcast. Today, I'm joined by sales extraordinaire Gary Bernstein coming to us from the outskirts of Chicago. Is that right? That is correct. I'm up in uh, Deerfield, Illinois, about a half hour north of uh, downtown Chicago. Gotcha. Is that where you grew up, that general vicinity, Gary? I, I actually, I was born in the city of Chicago, less than uh, two miles from Wrigley Field. And I know we'll get to, to baseball a little bit later. And yeah. then grew up in, uh, in a town called Evanston, which is just north of the city, right along Lake Michigan. The pride of Evanston High School, I believe, right? Right. Where'd you go to school from Evanston? I went to the uh, University you? of Illinois in uh, Champaign-Urbana. You big Illini fan still? Big Illini fan. It's been tough um, because of uh, yeah, the lack of competitiveness with their sports programs the last several years. When you know when I was there, they were very prominent basketball and football programs, and those have been hit or miss, especially on the football program. So yeah. we, we need them to come back. So when I first started with the company, you may have sent me the first message that I received. At least it was the is the one that that stands out. Like after the announcement came out. And I think the verbatim was, congratulations, Mike, you just joined the greatest company in the world. So what is it about this place that makes you feel that way? Well, I mean, I, I truly believe that. I've been one of our longest tenured salespeople. I've been here, I think this is yeah, 1998. So this is my 22nd year with the company. And I started as more of an entry level salesperson. You know, we're a much smaller, much different company. But we've always been at the top, whether it's our, our brands, our people, our quality, our, our service to everything we do. Um, I feel like it's been best in class. And that still rings true to this day, even though it's been a constant evolution, you know, with, with market changes. And, and today is no different with what's happening in the world, too. But we've always had very sound leadership. We've always invested in our people. and We've always invested in the business. And we've always been part of the, the winning team. So our brands are still on top. You know, as much as our business may be suffering a little bit today, we're still doing better than our competition. So um, so that has really rang true of just, you know, we are the best at what we do and, and the best in our business. Now, you said you joined in 98. My calendar only goes back to 2004 for Nina. So how did you become associated? Were you part of Kimberly Clark or? Yeah, I mean, we were owned by Kimberly Clark, but we were still our own business within Kimberly Clark. Okay. I, I forget exactly, you know, there's the away from home business, different segments within Kimberly Clark that we fell. So yeah, we certainly reported up through there, but I was part of the Nina Paper organization within Kimberly Clark. Gotcha. So how does the day in the life of a sales leader at Nina during COVID differ from the day in the life of a sales leader at Nina when there is no COVID? <laughs> it's, it's, it's very different. It was a big adjustment. Um, you know, at Nina Sales, we are not used to sitting still like this in our offices all day. So it, it hurts to sit in an office or a desk chair. We're either in our cars or on airplanes and going from place to place, meeting with either our B2B distribution customers or our print customers or design customers or corporate end user customers. So we're used to strategizing internally, maybe on a Monday and then being out on the road. And that was certainly quite an adjustment. But, you know, I, I think the team has done an admirable job adjusting and doing meetings like this and doing them effectively as possible. And we work really hand in hand with marketing, too. And marketing has really adjusted our, our content and, and all that we do to make ourselves effective in selling from, uh, you know, selling from a distance. So, Gary, I referred to you in the opening as sales guy extraordinaire. But could you be a little more specific for the audience as to what your scope of responsibilities are today? 
Sure. I'm uh, one of the sales directors for our fine paper and packaging business. So I have daily responsibility for a lot of our customers. Think of like the Western half of the United States, uh, West of the Mississippi. Um, so that would fall under me. So, you know, we manufacture um, a lot of our papers in Wisconsin. We sell them to distributors around the country and around the world, and they would redistribute in their local markets, you know, break down in smaller quantities and sell to printers and other entities that would use our paper. So I'm a uh, uh, you know, responsible for the headquarters locations of those distributors in, in my area too. And then um, my team also calls uh, calls directly on corporations where we're, we're lobbying them to use our, our products for various end uses, whether it's, you know, it's catalogs or it's direct mail or it's, um, you know, our, our paper to make their boxes or paper to make their, their gift card product too. So we do that. And then I also have responsibility for the person that's it's more of a specialty seller too, that um, that sells like our, our growing gift card product as well. And, and then some of the more recent changes too is some of the international team members are part of my team. So international distributors and, and some of the business we send out to Europe and to Asia too, and South America. What do you see as the biggest opportunities in your area of responsibility from a from a growth standpoint? Like, what are you what are you most excited about? So r- right now, what I would say is I, I was sponsoring one of our launchpad teams internally, one of our important project teams. We were calling it our our summer recovery or premium recovery. We ended up labeling the name Back to Business Program. So we just launched this last week around the country, around the U.S. and Canada, where we're providing not only a, a discount to use our products, but we're also providing an incentive if you're a B2B seller or some other um, sales rep at a printer too to um, to use our products or specify our products. So it's a pretty big initiative. You know, we're a premium product and in this type of environment, you could potentially trade down to something else, to more of a commodity, or you could just look at a commodity and this 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 covers both. It, it should prevent you from trading down, but also think of, hey, I'm gonna trade up to a nicer Nina product or a Nina paper too in this environment. So I'm really excited about that. I'm also excited because we launched some new products in our wide format portfolio that help replace plastics um, or PVCs. So ours are paper-based, they're better for the environment, they're they're blue bin recyclable. So we've launched some of those products and we were just about to hit the ground running just as the pandemic hit in March and it really shut those down. So now the business is coming back up, our customers are bringing these products in, we're starting to see some, some repeat orders. So that's exciting. And then our gift card product is another one that also replaces plastic. And we've used a, a gift card you know, from somewhere, Amazon or Apple iTunes or Google Play or your, you know, favorite restaurant too. Um, A lot of those were on plastic and are now migrating to paper for a nice sustainability choice. We're a a growing player there. And we have some very big opportunities with some some new programs or to take share in that category. That's great. That's great. So I noticed uh, having been on a a handful of different WebExes with you, um, you have a a great what appears to be basement. You've got one of the best backgrounds that I've I've seen in the organization. But it appears that someone has allowed you to maybe come upstairs today for this call. What's what's going on there? Have you behaved better <laughs> during the quarantine or what? Apparently, yeah, yeah. I had to sort of decorate myself too with instruments or other things downstairs. But uh, now that school's been out and the the kids are up and at them early, and uh, yeah, my my wife works from home too, so we'll try to balance the workspace too. So okay. uh, where one of us will be in the office, others will be will be outlying in the house. So yeah. So on the personal front, I know you have an HR wife. So tell me about her, and then talk to me about the the rest of the family. 
Yeah, I've been uh, married to my wife. Her name is Lissa, and uh, we've known each other for 20 years, been married for 18. And yes, yeah, she is an HR professional. So she, she doesn't work for one specific company. Um, she'll work for an organization, but she'll also consult for several of the organization's customers too. And then uh, I've got two boys. So two teenage boys, Ben and Tyler, ages 16 and 14. What do they do for fun? They, uh, they both play baseball, which is nice. Uh, I grew up playing baseball, so it's nice. They, they followed in my footsteps. Granted, they're, they're better players already than I was at this age. So, um, and they're playing. My, my younger son still plays in our community travel team. My older one plays on his you know, club team, the local club organization, so travel around there. Uh, and then my older son also plays uh, basketball, and my younger son is a burgeoning golfer. So he's going to be an incoming freshman at our local high school. And golf is a fall sport. He wants to make the golf team. Is he a pitcher or are you, you worried about that, that golf swing becoming a baseball swing or vice versa? He's going back and forth. I mean, he played 18 holes on Saturday and then he pitched in a game last night. So my younger son. So it's uh, working out. They're both, they're both pitchers, which I'm proud of as, as dad was too. And they can both throw a curveball because uh, they don't, they weren't graced with such uh, physical prowess, you know, and velocity. Do the best with what you have, right? Exactly. So um, what do you guys do for fun besides chasing kids around from game to game? The, the boys like to fish. So we will do that here we we'll always try to do that when, when we go on vacation somewhere. You know, we've historically gone down to Mexico in the winters. We've gone down to Key West or other areas for, for spring break and try to incorporate fishing too. And we, we do like to travel when we can. We like to hear live music. That's been uh, harder to come by too. So. I noticed that. That's part of the backdrop in Asia, right? A lot, of, yes. a lot of music theme. Yeah. So now it's a lot of hosting in the uh, on the back patio, listening to music and, and hanging out, really. Enjoying both family and friends. I mean, my wife and I are fortunate. We still have our parents. Um, our families all live within, you know, 20 minutes of each other, you know, her sister, my, my two older sisters, both sets of parents too. So they're, uh, they're all around us. So if baseball or golf don't work out for the boys, do they dream to grow up like their dad and be, uh, be a sales guy? Uh, they, they get the passion that I have, but I, you know, I, I'm not sure where they're set yet. My, my older one is very interested in science. So I'd say he could be a doctor, he could be a researcher or a scientist of some sort too. And my younger one, you know, too, too soon to tell, you know, too soon to tell. Yeah. Gotcha. So what's the one thing you couldn't live without? Uh, <laughs> I hate to say this, but probably, uh, bourbon. More bourbon during the quarantine than normal or? Yeah, I mean, probably more at home, certainly. I've been collecting it for a number of years, and I've just, you know, I was like, wow, there's probably 30 bottles there now. And they keep getting replenished more often than they were, too. So what would your team say about you? What, what would they say are your greatest strengths? Uh, you know, I think they would say that I I certainly set a good example of, of working hard and working strategically, too. You know, al- always learning and never settling. I, I think they would think that I have their back. I'm certainly there to make them successful. It's not about me. It's it's about making them successful, trying to remove obstacles, you know, helping them if they're stuck on strategy, if they need a, a creative idea that they don't have, or drawing in the resources that they need to be successful on a project or a new sale or a customer pitch or strategy too. So amongst our, let's say 2,600-ish employees, a lot of those folks are in ops. So what misconception might exist about a sales leader across the board, but specifically talk to our ops folks, because there's all kinds of thoughts and views as to what a sales guy or gal is really like. So what, what's the greatest misconception? 
You know, that that's interesting. You know, I'm not sure. I, I can only anticipate. Maybe they think sales is like, you know, it's still, it's going golfing with somebody. It's taking somebody out for a meal and building a relationship. And, you know, certainly there's been so much social capital built up for us by, you know, face-to-face relationships and, and that over the years. And, oh, Nina is just, they've got this great brand and, and, and classic crest that, that sells itself. But it is really, um, it, it, it is tough on a day-to-day basis. And our, our sellers and we as sales managers, we have to wear many hats because we're selling to so many different entities. And we're the high-priced premium product trying to sell in a world, you know, we're competing with other less expensive products. And we're also competing with technology on a day-to-day basis that's trying to take, you know, greeting cards and invitations and announcements and other traditional printed methods and mediums away from us. So it's, it's really challenging. We really have to work harder than ever to strategize, to differentiate ourselves too, to sell, to sell our products. That sounds great. So Gary, your boys both play baseball. You got a golfer there, big sports fans in general. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I grew up near Wrigley Field. I'm a lifelong Cubs fan. Can't wait for MLB to start this Friday. I know the Cubs open up against the Brewers. Also a lifelong Chicago Bears fan too. But I will say having to work, having worked for a company that is very Wisconsin centric the last 22 years, I, I do have a place in my heart and my mind for the Packers too. So I just want to say that to all. Probably all the a, a way to make yourself more popular on the Getting to Know <laughs> podcast. Right. Being a big Cubs fan. If you had a walk-up song, you played baseball, your boys played baseball, what would be the Gary Bernstein walk-up song? It would probably be something uh, from uh, the band A Tribe Called Quest. I would call it a band, a rap group. Uh, there's a song they, they, they have called Can I Kick It? You know, yes, you can. Can I kick it? All right. I think that's good. Now, if we went back to your playing days and the Tribe Called Quest didn't yet exist as a, as a rap group, what would you have gone with? Oh, man. Uh Going back there, it would have been uh, Buddy Holly's greatest hits. Yeah, right. I'm not that. Yeah, not <laughs> not that old. Probably something from like Prince. You know, oh, let's go crazy or yeah, let's go crazy. Something that's like not that. bad. That's 1999 would seem so far in the 19, future. You know? Yeah, that, yeah, it is amazing. So, Gary, we've got three questions that we ask at the end of every Getting to Know podcast. I tend to think these might be the very best way to get to know people. So, we're gonna hit those now. You ready for those? Bring them on. So what is always found in the Bernstein refrigerator? <laughs> what I would say is, you know, I would say two things. We like pickles in our house. So you, you can always find, you know, how you might have a jar of pickles in the back and they're all, we, we go through a lot of pickles, I would say. Right, you, so they wouldn't be in the back randomly. Yeah, in the I house. mean, I'm like, like dill, bread and butter pickles, sweet, spicy, pickle chips, pickle spears, whole like, pickles. I even saw we have pickled jalapenos in there right now. So, so definitely pickles. And I would say probably there's no less than eight different containers of hummus in our fridge too. So, you know, how everything's been hijacked, you know, you know, anything could be yoga, anything could be a martini, you know, anything could be hummus. It's like black bean, cashew fiesta hummus, regular so garlic hummus. So it's all so in you, there. You guys are like the Bubba Gump of pickles and hummus, it sounds <laughs> right. like. Well, other than being the Bubba Gumps of pickles and hummus, amongst those who know you well, Gary, what would you say you're most famous for? You know, I would say um, barbecue. You know, in our neighborhood, I'm known as one of the more prominent guys that, that can barbecue. And I actually represented our community in competition too. So I'm the last remaining like rib champion of our local competition. They, wow. they actually got rid of that, that competition. So I make all my own rubs and, and barbecue sauces too. And 
So, so definitely good at that. Um, so on like the big green egg or on a grill? I do have, I know the big green eggs made right there in, uh, in the great state of Georgia. Yeah, I have one of those. I have a, a pellet smoker and, a, and then another device. Well, next time you're down here, I'll have to have you give me some pointers because I burn the hell out of everything on the big green oh. egg. So. All right, last question. So what are you most looking forward to, Gary Bernstein, right now? Well, right now, this week, I'm, I'm actually excited because I'm, I'm leaving – for a baseball tournament with my older son. We're getting, we're getting to travel from Chicago to Indianapolis for my first time away since this all started. So personally, I'm lo looking forward to that, just to see some baseball on the road safely too. But I think from, from a business standpoint is, you know, we just kicked off this great back to business program and initiative. And there's still a lot of opportunity on our products. You know, we have a lot of growing categories in our, our packaging plus area too. So, so lots of opportunity as business comes back. You know, I'm, I'm in communication weekly um, with our customers, you know, with our sellers too. And we're seeing more opportunity than we saw in June. And in June, we saw more opportunity in May. So business conditions are getting better. You know, we are pivoting towards, you know, some of the, the areas that are growing. We had to focus on areas like cosmetics um, and skincare, and things are pivoting more towards skincare. We were focused more on some other brands that were sold through brick and mortar retail, but now we're focused more on direct consumer brands too. So where we're pivoting, we're finding opportunities, and that's, that's really important and an exciting part of the future. Well, hey, Gary, I really appreciate you joining us for the Getting to Know podcast. It was in enjoyable to uh, chat with you and, and give myself and everyone else a chance to get to know you a little bit better. So thanks for your time. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for the Getting to Know podcast. We'll hit you again in two weeks.